Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be playing 78 RPM records this hour, an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. We open the program today with a record from November of 1930 that I think really reflects Fred Rich and his orchestra at their absolute peak. Fred Rich, a pianist, had been leading a studio dance band since the early to mid-1920s that often recorded for dime store labels, and they're good enough, but in the late 20s and early 30s, he had advanced to the point where he had his pick of the cream of New York studio musicians, and uh, he was recording for Columbia, which gave his records a very nice, warm, spacious sound, and they just recorded some wonderful selections with beautiful arrangements, and we're going to hear one of those right now. This is called I'm Tickled Pink with a Blue-Eyed Baby, and listen for Tommy Dorsey on trombone, a neat little trumpet solo from Jimmy Dorsey, Joe Venuti is on violin, Eddie Lang on guitar, I mean, how much better than this can you get? Tony Parenti is in there on clarinet, uh, George Hamilton Green is playing drums, uh, Smith Ballou is the vocalist, Frank Signorelli on piano, like I said, an all-star group, and it's a nice, nice record. I'm Tickled Pink with a Blue-Eyed Baby. Thank you. 
say, <laughs> that's one of those records that really speaks to why I keep going in this hobby. Within the realm of 1920s and 30s pop music, I think that's just about as close to musical perfection as it's possible to come. It's a well-crafted tune with a very pleasing vocal and a neat arrangement that leaves plenty of room for some hot solos by the likes of Joe Venuti, Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey, and others. And the whole thing is lovingly recorded. Uh, Those engineers at Columbia really knew what they were doing. And amazingly enough, this did not come out on Columbia's flagship label. Rather, it was released through their budget subsidiaries like Diva and Harmony and Velvet Tone, and in my case, on the Green Clarion label, which is a not unattractive label, but there's nothing particularly uh, special about it, nothing that would indicate the quality of the music on the grooves of Clarion 5179. Fred Rich and his orchestra, I'm Tickled Pink with a Blue-Eyed Baby, opening this edition of the Shellac Stack. If you're just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright, and I'm very glad to have you along today as we listen to 78s of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, and on into the 1940s here today. And with no further ado, we'll just keep the show rolling along with a record by Brooke Johns and his orchestra. And that's spelled B-R-O-O-K-E. I don't really think there was such a thing as the Brooke Johns Orchestra. (laughs) The label does state even that this was directed by Jack Shilkrit, who was brother to Nat Shilkrit, then a leading A&R man at the Victor label. So I suspect this is really just a house band given the Brooke Johns name for this release. And if you don't know much about Brooke Johns, well, he was born in the mid-1890s in the environs of Washington, D.C. His father owned a grocery store, and when Brooke Johns was in his early teens, he was expelled from Georgetown Preparatory School, and he left home at the age of 15. During World War I, he served in the Navy, and then found his way to Florida after the war, where he was discovered performing by a Broadway agent who brought him back to New York, where he became a hit. He toured the nation in vaudeville, billed as six foot three and oh so different, and joined up with the Ziegfeld Follies and became friends with people like W.C. Fields, Eddie Cantor, Paul Whiteman, Al Jolson, and Will Rogers. It was at the peak of his popularity in 1923 that he made the record we're about to hear. When his star began to fade in the early 1930s, he took up ownership of a restaurant and nightclub in Georgetown in the D.C. area that catered largely to congressmen. And after World War II, he became chairman of county commissioners and uh, bought and sold real estate. In the 1950s, it seems he wasn't entirely done with show business. He hosted a TV show for children and would continue to perform here and there for pretty much the rest of his life. And a long life it was, too. In 1987, at the age of 93, Georgetown Prep, which had denied him (laughs) that diploma some 75 years earlier, uh, finally granted him his diploma. He continued performing on his banjo until just days before his death at the age of 93 of cardiac arrest. So we'll hear Brooke Johns and his orchestra in a selection inspired by one that I played last week. You may recall I played the Charlie Barnett record of Fare Thee Well, Annabelle, and that had me thinking about more records with the name Annabelle in the title. So this record is called simply Annabelle. It's Victor 19108, and the vocalist you hear will be Brooke Johns himself. (laughs) 
The tune, incidentally, is by Lou Brown and Ray Henderson. And we'll follow this with a couple of more Annabelle songs, but we'll talk about those after we hear them. For now, here's Brooke Johns and his orchestra, 1923, Annabelle. Thank you. 
passing by, why I declare, watch her come right up and talk to me. Stop, Frank. Step aside, let her pass, satisfied, now ain't she class, now I'll introduce her socially. My baby. Who's wonderful, who's marvelous, Miss Annabelle Lee. Who's kissable, who's lovable, Miss Annabelle Lee. Ain't she a pretty baby? What I would give. Escorting her, supporting her, don't forget that she's exclusive. Who's dignified, who's glorified, Miss Annabelle Lee. What makes her fall, she has it all, just look and you'll see. You ain't telling me a thing, boy, I'm telling you. Who's wonderful, who's marvelous, Miss Annabelle Lee. is something magical, I think, about the Ted Weems Orchestra of the late 1920s. There's just such a lift in their performances that I don't hear in most other bands of the day. And that's a, certainly a fine record from Ted Weems and his orchestra, Miss Annabelle Lee. The vocalists were Dusty Rhodes and Parker Gibbs. It was recorded in Camden, New Jersey, July 28, 1927. We preceded that with a record made almost exactly a year earlier, July 30, 1926, by Art Landry, and his orchestra, Victor 20147, That's Annabelle, was the name of that tune. And starting the set, Brooke Johns and his orchestra, or so the label states, <laughs> from 1923, Annabelle. Well, up next, I have a record on the Black and White label from 1944, recorded very shortly before the amazing jazz clarinetist Rod Kless met his untimely demise. Here he is joined by Sterling Bowes on trumpet, James P. Johnson on the piano, and Pops Foster on bass, the Rod Kless Quartet, and a, just a stellar performance of a Jelly Roll Morton tune called the Froggy Moore Rag. It's black and white record number 29, made in New York September 1st, 1944.
started that pairing with the Rod Kless Quartet and Jelly Roll Morton's 
Froggy Moor Rag. And the second half of that piece contains what I think is probably the prettiest melody Jelly Roll Morton ever composed, and he seems to have thought so too, or at least his publishers did, because they extracted the second half of Froggy Moor Rag and published it as a standalone song with the title Sweetheart O' Mine. So that's what we heard second. We heard Frank Silvano on Brunswick 3967 from June of 1928 with Sweetheart O' Mine. A beautiful beautiful melody it is. If you're just joining us, this is the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. We're listening to 78s, and up next, we're going to turn to Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra. I mentioned the name earlier of Brother Jack Shilkrit. Now we're going to hear Nat directing the Victor Orchestra. On February 7th, 1927, a tune called Rio Rita. Louis James will be the vocalist. After that, we'll have some nice vocal harmonies that we'll send out to our friend Neil Siegel. We'll hear the singing sophomores, really just a nom de disque on Columbia for the Revelers in December of 1925 with the song Then I'll Be Happy. It's Columbia 530-D. And we'll pep up our step just a bit at the end with Marty Britt and his orchestra, a record made in New York, February 23rd, 1932. And this one's a little curious. I have two different copies of this bearing different titles. <laughs> uh, one of them says, Mama don't want no peas and rice and coconut oil. And the other copy says, Handy Brandy as the title. It's the exact same recording, but for whatever reason, they decided after pressing a few of these to change the title. And I don't know the full explanation of just why they did that. But the copy I'm going to play, I think, says Handy Brandy. So that's what I'll call it here. It's Victor 22. 933. Starting the set, Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra, Rio Rita.
First you bring me joy, then bring me sorrow. Hmm, you're just here today and gone tomorrow. Do, 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 do. Why can't I have you for my own? Hmm, why must I always be alone? All alone. I wanna go where you go. I wanna do what you do. I wanna love when you love, then I'll be happy. Do, 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 do. I wanna sigh when you sigh. I wanna cry when you cry. I wanna smile when you smile, then I'll be happy. Do, 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 do. If you go north or south, if you go east or west, I'll follow you, sweetheart, and share your little love nest. I wanna go where you go. Do what you do. I wanna love when you love, then I'll be happy.
Mama don't drink no whiskey cause it makes up whiskey. Mama don't drink no whiskey cause it makes up whiskey. All she wants is handy brandy all the time. Yeti Seda, Ella Seda, Prima. Yeti Seda, Ella Seda, Prima. Singyotsa, Singyotsa, La Ramada Butsu, La Ramada Diga Kuligadiga. All she wants is handy brandy all of the time. Papa made up his bed, but Mama wouldn't get in. Papa made up his bed, but Mama wouldn't get in. Papa made up his bed, but Mama wouldn't get in. All she wants is handy brandy all of the time. record was made in New York on February 23, 1932, more than a dozen years into Prohibition, suggesting that by then even Mama needed some whiskey to keep her frisky and needed that brandy handy all of the time. <laughs> of course, Prohibition would not be repealed for nearly two more years, not till the tail end of 1933, but clearly even by early 32, folks were tired of the Prohibition experiment. Marty Britt and his orchestra there, Victor 22933, Handy Brandy. We preceded that with The Revelers, under their Columbia pseudonym of The Singing Sophomores, on December 14, 1925, Then I'll Be Happy, and starting the set, Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra, on February 7th, 1927, with Louis James, the vocalist, on Rio Rita. That song, incidentally, by Joseph McCarthy and Harry Tierney. Well, usually I put the spotlight on musical records here on the shellac stack, but of course there are all kinds of other records that are not musical in content, and this next one is among them. This is Edward Hastings Ford, probably better known by his nickname Senator Ford. He was a vaudeville comedian back in the 19-teens and 20s and went on to biggest fame probably in the 1940s as creator and host of a radio program called Can You Top This? The premise of which was that listeners would submit jokes and uh, an announcer would read the jokes on the air and the audience supposedly would laugh at the joke <laughs> and uh, and they had like a, a sound meter in the studio that would register how loudly the audience laughed. And then it was up to a panel, which included Senator Ford, along with Harry Hirschfield uh, and others, to come up with jokes on the spur of the moment related to that first joke and try to come up with one that could induce the audience to laugh even louder. Hence the title, Can You Top This? We'll hear just a little clip of a 1943 broadcast of Can You Top This? in which Senator Ford tells uh, some jokes having to do with questions. That was the theme of the round. And then we'll launch into a Brunswick record he made on June 29th, 1923, Brunswick 2468, titled simply On the Automobile. And for a record that is now 99 and a half years old, it still seems surprisingly relevant today. So Senator Ford, first on the air in 1943, and then on record 20 years earlier, 1923, 
Here he is. Well, this is one of those quickies. Uh, this doesn't count, Roger. Two fellas were standing in the garage, and one said, do you know how to make antifreeze? And the other one said, yeah, hide a woolen pajamas. <laughs> well, you know... Uh, you know, you can't, uh, you can't fool much with, the, with, with modern women. They know all the answers. They're very fast at repartee. Well, a fellow by the name of Jones heard a good riddle in his office, so he thought he'd spring it on his wife when he got home. And then when he walked in the door, he said, Honey, do you know why I'm like a jackass? She said, I know you are, but I don't know why. Now, for three minutes, I'm going to touch lightly on the automobile which is better than having the automobile touch lightly on me. The human race is divided into two classes, motorists and pedestrians, the hunters and the hunted. Instead of a gun, the motorist equips himself with a gasoline mowing machine and goes forth to make the innocent pedestrian imitate the startled fawn, leaping from crag to crag, hearing the hunter's horn. It may become necessary to have game laws to protect foot ramblers, should have a closed season on them, same as on fish. We should have strict enforcement of such laws as a motorist on the public highway who hits a jaywalker between May 1st and a traffic policeman shall apologize to the local game warden. And there should also be law compelling autoists to run down people in a more quiet and dignified manner. The average driver scares his victim to death with a 40-horsepower horn before hitting him. And the smaller the car, the louder the horn. Same as politicians. The smaller they are, the louder they blow. You cross the street and hear a blast that sounds like Gabriel's trumpet and turn to see a 10-horsepower can and a 20-mule-power driver. Seems to have been a regular epidemic of husband shooting lately. Wives have been using their husbands for targets. But there are more men killed by autos than by wives, which proves that it's safer to get married than to cross the street. Some men are born foolish, and others buy second-hand cars. Did you ever go into one of those palatial second-hand jip joints and listen to the salesman spill his line of chatter to a prospective victim? It sounds something like this. Now, Mr. Hoosers, I can see that you are an intelligent man and would recognize a good buy when you hear it. Now, sir, here's a sweet little bus. This gondola will run 20 miles by just letting it look at a filling station. It is equipped with non-skid payments and traffic law observers. And let me call your attention to the wire wheels. They're so much cooler in summer. And please note that we have installed an entirely new set of plumbing. No, sir, that radiator is not leaking. This car was built by a millionaire, and he wanted that little stream of water trickling down there to create the atmosphere of the tiny rivulet as it ripples down the mountainside to the... Say, just let me start this motor for you. How's that? Noisy? No, sir, I'm telling you, this millionaire had this motor built as a special feature. It was made to imitate a trapped drummer in a jazz band. And so, Mr. Hoosers becomes the sole owner of a portable boiler factory. For some unknown reason, the car runs till he gets home. When he looks into the toolbox, he finds a pair of easy walking shoes. For a week, the car runs great in the garage. Well, a friend who knew all about cars came around and bound the cylinders up with adhesive tape, and the proud owner took the family for a ride. He got exactly four blocks when a miscellaneous assortment of junk fell out from under the hood. Next day, at the office, 
somebody who heard about him buying the second-hand car tried to sell him Niagara Falls. Yes, beware the miscellaneous junk that falls out from under the hood, and not just in your next used car purchase. I think those are probably wise words for life. Senator Ford there in a monologue titled On the Automobile. And you may be wondering about the name Senator Ford. As I said, his real name was Edward Hastings Ford. He acquired the moniker Senator supposedly in the 19-teens when he was speaking at an event that also featured then-Senator Warren G. Harding just a few years before he ran for president. As Warren G. Harding wrapped up his remarks, he introduced the next speaker, Ed Ford, as Senator Ford, and the name stuck. Let's turn next to the Victor Concert Orchestra and both sides of Victor 18176, which presents an extended medley of tunes from Gilbert and Sullivan's HMS Pinafore. The first part was recorded August 13, 1916. The second part recorded more than a month later on September 29, 1916. Here it is. Thank you. 
in the time we have left today, let's return to the early 1930s and a couple of very, very popular vocalists of the day. First, Kate Smith. From July 7th, 1931, we'll hear her sing Making Faces at the Man in the Moon, Clarion 5359. And then finishing off the program, we'll hear from Bing Crosby on October 28th, 1932 with the Herman Hupfeld song Let's Put Out the Lights and Go to Sleep. Starting us off, Kate Smith. Something's wrong with the moon Can't get along with the moon He and I can't agree Is it him or is it me While he's loafing above I'm here looking for Mrs. Smith looks stunning. Did you notice Mrs. Jones's new dress? Now, what did Mr. Brown say to Uncle Benny? Well, I guess it was just one of those things, Brownie. 
had a few too many. Sure was a hungry crowd. They didn't leave a scrap for over. We ought to feel real proud. And mighty glad the darn thing's over. No more company to feed. No more papers left to read. What's to do about it? Let's put out the lights and go to sleep. No more anything to drink. Leave those dishes in the sink. What's to do about it? Simply nighty night and so to sleep. You're waiting now for me to say I love you more and more and more, dear. You're looking younger every day. You never were so sweet before, dear. No more money in the bank. No cute baby we can spank. What's to do about it? Let's put out the lights and go to sleep. And as we close the program on that note, it's tempting to wish you a good night, but depending on where and when you are, (laughs) it may not be nighttime at all. So instead, I'll wish you a pleasant rest of your day. And in the meantime, I want to thank you for joining me here on the Shellac Stack as we've been listening to 78 RPM records of the early 20th century. I hope you found some that you liked, hopefully enough to come back next time when we'll do it again. But until then, this is Brian Wright saying thanks for listening, take care, and bye-bye.